I'm Leslie. And I'm Amber. And you're listening to The, the Grim, Grim Mystics. sounded a little glitchy on my end, Amber. I don't know about for you. Oh, no. It sounded fine. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> We're trying a new setup for me today. So, you know, if the echo is really bad, then then I'll just deal with it because I'm the one editing. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, I just love that we're literally not professionals and we continue to act that way. Would you stop? We're recording. What are you trying to do? To me? Oh, my God. What is that? It's ice cream that he's trying to force <gasps> feet. Don't there you go. I was going to say, definitely take the ice cream for sure. Bro, what kind is that? Caramel apple ice cream. I don't think that would be good. I agree. Disgusting. Ugh. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, hey, Back guys. on that note. Hi. <laughs> um, I guess first and foremost, we should say thank you for being patient with us as we took a week off for fun. <laughs> Yeah, we did. Um, well, we can actually tell people what we did now. Um, exactly. We went to Sweetheart Winery in Loveland. If you've never been, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Love Agreed. it there. Super pretty. Nice wine selection. And we've got a, how do you say it? A charcuterie board? You say it better than me. I say like <laughs> a charcuter board. Like I never know what, what? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> The board with the cheese and the meats and the veg- or vegetables and the fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all over yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People make really intense ones. Um, but yeah, so we went there. And then we did, because we haven't gone to like Estes or anything yet, because, you know, the pandemic's still a thing. But we did go to the creepy walk like we talked about. So we did one activity that we said we were going to. <laughs> Snaps for us, yeah. one for following up with our plans, <laughs> and two for being social. And doing something, yeah, exactly. Because normally we just go over to each other's houses and ignore people. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun also, you know, mm-hmm. we got to have a nice balance. Yeah, exactly. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend Creepy Walk in the Woods. Definitely right? agree, for sure. Yeah, It was so much fun. And, like, you said the proceeds went to, like, the Boy Scouts. Is that right? Yeah, one of our listeners reached out and said that it's um, sponsored by the Boy Scouts. So it was lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of people dressed up. It was kind of like a haunted corn maze, but, like, not in a corn maze. It was in the woods, which I think made Mm -hmm. it way more creepy. Oh, for sure. And we learned what type of um, haunted walk. (laughs) <laughs> we are <laughs> leslie's a little bit more calm <laughs> yeah she yeah. she muscled us through and probably dragged me through some of it and i'm the scream and fall type <laughs> <laughs> i really only dragged you on that one time <laughs> yeah but i don't know it felt like i put my weight on you a lot <laughs> oh I needed it. I needed the support. I was, it was creepy in the woods because it was so dark. And when we would walk with, when there was no one, you Mm -hmm. know, no actors, like 
it was kind of creepy. Well, and then you were kind of just expecting something to happen, and it wasn't. So they did that really well, too. Like, they did. expected something, and then nothing came. So, but yeah, and then there was that guy who did a really good job of, there were two guys that followed us, and one was in a... In a ghillie suit. A ghillie suit, that's right, because you brought up, you thought someone would be in one, because it was the woods, you genius. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So one guy was in a ghillie suit, and he was really tall. He, I mean, we're short, but he felt like really tall. Yes, I agree. He was behind us, standing over us, so I was distracted by him, and there was a completely other person, like a a whole other person who wasn't in a ghillie suit that was on one of my sides, and you noticed him, but I was focused on the giant sea monster walking behind me, Mm -hmm. and then when the sea monster went away, that guy was still there, and I almost peed my pants when I realized he was there. Like, I think you had, I was like inches from falling on the ground and you were lifting me up. <laughs> he did, he did jump out, I will say. Oh my God, he scared the shit out of me. And yeah. I think he was like in the teenage to like early 20s age. So it was like perfect Agreed. for him. Yeah, <laughs> it was lots of fun. We made friends. Yeah, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. We did. We made friends when we were walking and we forced them to go first because we're really <laughs> good friends. <laughs> I mean, they were already first. I just stuck with the line, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then I think the only thing that really, like, okay, so two things stuck with me. One, because we got out kind of late, not too bad. It was probably like, what, not 9.30, 10-ish when you dropped me back off at my car. Mm-hmm. Yep. So was, not yeah. bad, but both of us live, you know, we don't live in Loveland anymore, so it's a little farther away. So... One thing that stuck with me is they had a whole section of the woods that was spiders. And if you know me, I text my husband where a spider is and ask him to take (laughs) care of it when he gets home. And it turns into him having to, like, search the house for a spider. Well, you know, that's his job, first of all. That is. He knew when we got married that he was the spider guy. Exactly. Um, So I had dreams that there were spiders on me (laughs) that night. And I was home alone because Craig was working a night shift, so that was also yep. fun. <laughs> and then the second thing that scared the bejesus out of me is I was driving home, and I'm on a busy highway between Loveland and my town, and there are there's blood all over the two lanes. And it's a busy, like, you're going 65 on this road. Blood all over, and then I turn my brights on, and I see guts everywhere. Ew. <laughs> yeah, like it was blood. I'm not even kidding. It was both of the lanes were covered in blood and oh there my were God. guts. And so I was like, holy, like, and you know, you're kind of like, oh, I was just in a creepy walk. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm seeing blood and guts on the road and there were no this like car it. accidents. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> this is all how horror movies start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like someone's going to pull over and there's going to be a man with a machete somewhere. And so I texted my husband when I got home and I said, hey, there's like a murder scene on the highway, (laughs) but there are no cars. And like, it didn't look like anyone had like had an accident and there weren't pieces of cars and there Mm -hmm. were no cops. So my husband said driving home, he went a little slower through that section and he said a deer must have gotten smoked because it was so much blood and organs and he hunts so he knows all that but can can i just say the timing oh for (laughs) sure i would have been like i'm literally dying tonight so i guess like i don't right like i live in a smaller town but that Uh that, that's a highway like it's not some like one lane road that you would expect to see that on exactly 
I'll apologize now, too, because I'm in a different location. You can really hear my dogs pitter-pattering. <laughs> the little one is just sleeping next to me. She's great. It's yeah. always it's always the first child that's the problem child. <laughs> we so. have the opposite in my house. The younger one is, you know, <laughs> the attention seeker. Yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend the Creepy Walk in the Woods. However, they only do, what is it, like three weekends a year? They do like Halloween and two weekends before that? I think it ends up being like, yeah, like six maybe. I don't know, not very many days though. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's usually like Friday and Saturday night. So Mm -hmm. plan ahead if you want to go. We had a great time. It'll probably start, it'll probably be one of the things we continue to do and you know keep you posted so agree all right lou well are you ready to jump into your mystery about the the hamburgers and the (laughs) fast food that we went on a tangent about last week i'm ready um can you tell us where we're going on the map today of course we are going to maryland today to maryland um lots of sources just how i like it this time um, Wikipedia, Murderpedia, uh, and a website called Ranker, All Things Interesting, uh, Investigation Discovery, Medium.com, Independent, um, UKNews.com, and Bailey Sarian has a mystery makeup Monday on this. Which Ooh. I don't Do you watch Bailey? I've heard of her. 10 out of 10, recommend. <laughs> <laughs> If you like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, today, yeah, this title will just be like the recommendations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, she does like makeup, and if you like makeup and true crime, you'll love it. So nice, I'll watch her. So today, um, we are talking about the case known as the human hamburger case, um, <laughs> also known as a uh, the serial killer Joe Metheny. Joe Metheny. Joe Metheny. What a last name. Yeah, right? (laughs) I'm sure he got teased. Yeah, probably. So, Joe Metheny. um, He was born in Maryland on March 2nd, 1955. Um, And Metheny had five brothers and sisters. Now, there's not a lot of information on his home life growing up. Like, not a lot of names. um, Which I would probably want my name you know, erased from this story also. Mm-hmm. But, um, so he had five brothers and sisters and his dad, uh, was like an alcoholic basically. And, you know, wasn't super great <laughs> to six kids and his wife and, um, ended up dying in a car accident. Oh, wow. And so Methany was six when his dad died. And so his mom, you know, with six kids and, getting into the workforce for the first time because her husband took care of it. You know, she's working like two jobs. <laughs> that was a good ear flap. <laughs> oh, hi, Roxy. Oh, that was a big shock. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> oh, if you guys could see, she's so cute. She's just giving Leslie some snuggles and kisses. <laughs> okay all right thank you go away from me okay thank you sorry sorry about that uh (laughs) nice little break 
yeah, I taught Avery arm's length, and I'll stick my arm out, and then she'll back up until my my palm. Oh, that's because your dog is a good dog. No, that's because I say that over and over, and she finally learned what <laughs> it means. <laughs> okay. The little sniffs are really cute. Oh, <laughs> that was precious. She just wanted okay, to hug you. <laughs> All right. I think we're good now. Sorry about that. So, um, like I said, his father died and his mother is having to support six kids for the first time after maybe just a high school degree. This was the era that, you know, women were housemakers. Mm -hmm. So his mom was working three jobs. Uh, she was like a waitress and a barmaid and a food truck driver, which sounds oh. kind of fun. Yeah. But, um, because she was working three jobs and taking care of kids, uh, Metheny always told people that he was neglected and would actually tell people that his mother died. And so because of that, <laughs> he lived what? with, I know. So he was, um, because he would tell people, yeah, my mom's dead. He would move in with, with family friends, almost as like a foster care type situation. Um, and no one, like none of the family friends thought to be like, I just saw your mom down at the bar and like she was slinging tacos on the food truck like a week ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I think he mostly told people in his grade, people at school, mm, you know, his okay. friends. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I and the parents hope... just didn't double check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So when Metheny, you know, fast forward and his name starts coming up in the media, his mom comes out and is like, well, no, I wasn't dead. Like, no, he wasn't. Like, he may Neglected. have stayed with friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was working three jobs to hold it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, she said he never went hungry or didn't have clothes that fit him. She even said, like, the whole, like I said, foster arrangement wasn't true. Um, and in an article, she said, uh, quote, unquote, he had a good childhood. If he was neglected, it was his own fault. It was a pretty good home. Okay. So, I mean, as she could be just covering her butt, but yeah, she probably was busy. Yeah. Well, and I mean, how many kids was that? Like, what did you say? 14? There were six of them. Six. <laughs> I doubled it in my head. Uh, well, and some. Close enough. Um, close enough. Uh, the six kids, like, he probably didn't feel like he was getting as much of attention as he wanted. So, you know. Right. And I couldn't find out, like, ages or anything, so I don't know if he was the oldest or if he was the youngest. You know, I just... So, right. Like, he's just... <clears throat> he's just looking for an excuse mm -hmm. at this point because he, he wrote this super long testimony, and that's where a lot of the information comes from. Like, he was just very candid, and he was the one saying, I was super neglected, my, you know, my mom was never home, so I had to go move in with my aunt and uncles, and... So he, it, he's just, I don't know, you'll, he's not my fave. You'll come to learn. Okay. Um, so his mother in that same article described him as an above, adred, an above average student who was polite and nice to other children. Just kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Since we're talking about him, you know that it didn't end that way. Well, but also it kind of goes to show too, so he's really smart and you know maybe a little bit better at manipulation which is probably why his friends and their parents like fell for the whole i'm a foster kid thing right you're probably right 
Um, so Metheny joined the army in 1973 at the age of 18. Um, and that's when he kind of started learning about heroin and meth and cocaine and all of these drugs. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I, I was going to say, about, what a time to be yeah, alive. Yeah, I was going to you were going to say stuff about guns and weaponry, not drugs. <laughs> no, right. no, the good, the good trio, yeah. <laughs> um, and so Metheny says that he served in Vietnam, and that's where he became addicted to heroin. But in reality, his mother says that she has no memory of him going to Vietnam. Oh, my God. And uh, was pretty sure that he was stationed in Germany, not Vietnam. Well, I mean, Amsterdam, you know, I don't I know they don't have like heroin legal, but they are a proactive city. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and actually, he most likely was in Germany. Because by 1973, which was when he joined, um, I looked it up, the U.S. was pulling troops out of Vietnam. And so (laughs) he most likely was in Germany. Jumped in and did the extra research. (laughs) I did. This guy is really good at making his life sound harder than it is. Like, I was, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom, my dad died, my mom died. I'm in the foster system, I'm neglected, and then, like, I went to Vietnam and got addicted to drugs and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just really laying on the sob stories there. Right, like, woe is me all the time. I hate people like that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Unless I'm sick, then I'm a big baby and it is woe is me. Oh, well, yeah, but you're sick, so it's okay to to play that. But yeah, when people are like that all the time, yeah, you know, that's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but his mother did say that once he joined the service, he pretty much stopped contacting her and, or his family. Um, and she is pretty sure that it was because of his drug addiction. And so he just completely cut himself off. Um, once Metheny got out of the military, he was considered homeless um, because he was saying he would couch surf or even just sleep under bridges. Um, but he was working as a forklift driver and was addicted to cocaine and heroin. You know, Jesus. <laughs> good old Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> Germany. You know, they're so close on the map. I, see the confusion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, tomato, tomato. They all sound the same. Uh, um, so it was at this point that his nickname came into play and his friends would call him tiny which is ironic because joe metheny is close to 400 pounds and is over six feet tall oh my god (laughs) so it was one of those opposites (laughs) yep yep he definitely was not tiny by any means and right after he got out of the military, he ended up getting married and had a son with this woman and lived in a trailer while Metheny was um, working as a full-time truck driver. In July of 1994, Metheny comes home from work and he's thinking everything is the same. He goes in the trailer and the furniture is gone. Everything is gone. His wife is gone and his son is gone with oh. the note just saying that they were they were Audi 5. They were bouncing. <laughs> wow. How do you... Uh, those are two very different narratives. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, you know, that was just his early life. And this is it. But this event leads him to the story that I'm about to tell you, basically. I mean, something simple as his wife leaving him. He just like went off the rails. And it's kind of funny because Metheny said, like, he didn't give a shit if his wife left. He's like, I would pay her to leave me. Literally <laughs> what he said. He <clears throat> um, but he was worried because his son, his son, well, went, yeah. you know, was taken from him and he wasn't, they weren't speaking. So he didn't know where they were. So he couldn't get in contact with them. Um, but, you know, the rumor mill was strong, is always strong. Mm-hmm. And um, about six months after Metheny's wife left, Metheny was told that she was working as a sex worker um, and was selling drugs and was addicted to drugs. Oh. The cherry on the top was that she had been arrested on a drug bust and lost custody of their son. Oh. So Metheny has no right. No, he, he, I mean, he'll never see his son again, basically. Mm-hmm. And so he goes insane. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I'm just uh, assuming because, you know, we're a true crime spooky podcast, so I see it's going to turn eventually, but it's probably good that he doesn't know of where or where his son is because sometimes, like, if one parent loses custody, they look for the other one, so it's probably, and he was already addicted to drugs too, so it's probably good that his son kind of just got to skip that step and go elsewhere. Totally agree. And so this leads, like I said, him and Metheny into this crazy rage. Just hearing that his wife, you know, was a sex worker and was selling drugs. He just, he, he was furious. And so he finds out he's at this bar and someone tells him that his wife is living with her new boyfriend under this bridge in uh, Baltimore. So he goes to the bridge and rather than finding his wife, he finds um, two homeless men sleeping on a mattress. He assumes, because they're under that bridge, that he, they know his wife and her boyfriend. And so he wakes them up and asks, you know, what do you know? And they, they're like, we, I don't even know who that is. I'm just sleeping here. Um, and he, <laughs> he just goes crazy um, and beats them to death. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, yeah, it makes sense. You're in this one spot that the rumor mill told me to go. You're lying. Okay. So once, so after he had beat, beaten them, he decapitated them and just left their bodies on the mattress. Oh, my God. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't know their names. Um, that Their names weren't given any. But those were his first two um, victims, basically. Now, he decapitated them. Did he leave their heads as well, or did he take those? Stand by. I mean, he okay. they're sitting right now. He's basically just left them on the mattress under the okay. bridge. Okay. And, and so he goes up on top of the bridge trying to decide what he wants to do, and he sees a sex worker on near the bridge. And so, remember, the rumor was that his wife was working as a sex worker. So he goes over to the sex worker and says, like, I'm looking for someone, um, but I have drugs under this bridge. So, like, if you come with me, you can have the drugs if you just tell me who I'm looking for. And so she's she goes with him and he um, asks about his wife and his wife has no information to give him, most likely because she doesn't fucking know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 
And so he just goes insane and he beats and a little bit of trigger warning. So he beats, uh, rapes and then murders her. Oh my God. Um, he left her with the homeless men and goes back up on the bridge, finds another sex worker, brings her back under the bridge, you know. Jeez. Shower, rinse, repeat. We, oh you know, my God. he just keeps this doing man it. Has never killed someone, and all of a sudden his total is four. Yep. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Again, um, those women didn't. I couldn't find their names either. I wish I had names to give, but unfortunately, I don't. So he's sitting there, no information about his wife, but he has just murdered four people. And and he sees a fisherman um, who's, you know, over on the river that they're by. And he just assumes, well, he obviously saw everything that I just oh did <laughs> naturally. So I have to take care of him. So he goes over to the man and he hits him in the head with a steel pipe, uh, killing him instantly. This poor man's just out fishing, and if he would have seen yeah. it, I feel like the guy would have dipped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. Oh my god. Okay. And is he on dr- drugs at this moment as well? Okay, so his yeah. brain's like functioning as a drug addict right now. Exactly. Um, so he brings the fisherman back to his collection. So remember, little recap: he decapitated both of the homeless men, and then beat and uh, murdered both of the women. He takes the heads of the men and he buries them underground in the bridge. He just buries them in the ground. Um, He wraps cement bricks around the fishermen and one of the women and dumps them in the river. And then he leaves just one of the other women, half in a bush, half in the open, you know, pretty much just wanting someone to see her at that point. It's weird that he's got like four different M.O.'s. Right, he, like, did all these different things. Yeah, like he's trying to find what he likes to do. Ooh. Yeah. That's creepy. (laughs) I don't know why, but I'm sure you'll tell me soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't know how, but, like, pretty shortly after the murders, they connected it to Methany. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find if there was maybe a, a witness or, you know... This is in the early 90s, so I'm just not sure. But they they brought him in for questioning. And Metheny is like, yep, it was it, it was me. Oh, yeah. um, oh, my God, he admitted to it. Okay. <laughs> and to quote him, he said, it was a very busy night. Five murders within about seven hours. Oh, my God. What the yeah. hell? Um, <clears throat> Metheny spent a year and a half in jail while waiting for the trial to start. However, and of course, there's always a however, of course. Um, After a week into trial, the case was dismissed for lack of evidence. A a confession is lack of evidence? Yep. Yeah, yeah, apparently. That's usually all you need. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So yet very little evidence. And if I said I did it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Then you're think pretty, the pretty court, much sold. Yeah, the court's like, all right. <laughs> what the yeah, I don't know. But I wonder if they, they maybe got that confession um, the incorrect way. Oh, okay. You know, okay. if yeah. they forced him to give a confession or something. Well, That's all like I can think really, of. Yeah, it sounds like he was really happy to discuss his evening. It's like, 
yeah, I went to the pier, got some gelato, decided to kill a couple people. You know, normal Tuesday night activities. Casual. Casual <laughs> evening. Um, so he is, you know, free in the world. He's out of jail, com- charge free. Um, and he goes back to the company that he was working as a forklift driver for. Um, and he knew there was a trailer on the property. And so he goes to his boss and the boss agrees, gives him his old job and lets him live in this trailer on the property to like watch out, you know, for the, for the property. Well, I mean, yeah, he, he's an admitted murderer. So like the boss is like, yeah, you're going to take, you're going to be a good security guard. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, this property was located on a dead end road and was completely isolated and to quote Metheny in his written confession that it was um, a perfect place to do what he wanted to do <laughs> man this man's just getting a silver platter of all all the things all the things and now amber i should warn you i know you're not feeling super well if you if you need me to stop because this <laughs> is kind of the last half of this is pretty gross okay well, I'm going to so, tough it out, but this is a good way to, you know, trigger warn everybody. Yes. Yes. Trigger warning. So, Methany's living on the property, living his life, and um, he starts luring sex workers to come to the property. You know, saying, I have drugs. I don't want to have sex. I just want to, you know, come hang out with me. You can have my drugs, whatever. Um, and so because they were so addicted and they were sex workers methany had pretty much set up the ideal serial killer situation of course i mean there are there are a lot of men that actually like did that like sex workers Mm -hmm. were their focus um and there were some there were some men that actually had these like isolated places like he did and that's all they did and had no idea Mm -hmm. i think that's still probably happening today Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, there's no way that serial killers just have died off all of no. a sudden, you know, so. Yeah, they've just gotten more picky. Yeah, they've gotten more picky with victims. Well, I wonder for this guy if he his goal is to maybe find his wife or his ex-wife. Um, I, I yeah, he doesn't ever say that, but I think you're right. I mean, the majority of his victims were sex workers, and be—I mean—and he admits that his what happened with his wife is the reason he did what he did. Mm-hmm. So, you're probably spot on with that. Yeah, he's probably trying to find someone who knows his wife or find his wife if she is—you know—if the rumors are correct and she is a sex worker, to mm-hmm. try to have some vengeance or whatever. Exactly. Um, and so Methany claims to have killed two women in his uh, trailer after sexually assaulting them. Um, he said, he confessed to all of this, that he butchered the bodies, uh, stored some in a deep freezer, and buried the rest of the remains um, in multiple makeshift graves along the property. After trying to decide what to do with the remains um, that were in the freezer, he got the idea that he wanted to open a little drive-by, like, hamburger pulled pork stand oh, on right by the road. Uh-oh. Um, there, he sold roast beef and pork sandwiches. Um, and according to Methany... Those were roast Metheny, human sandwiches. Those were roast human sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And according to Methany, uh, human remains taste <gasps> similar to pork. So he just would mix them together and nobody ever said anything or complained. Oh my god. Everybody said it was great. Oh oh my god, could you imagine this story coming out and you're like, wait, that little pulled pork stand on the side of the road? We used to go there, you know, every summer. Oh god. I would die. (laughs) Oh my god, I couldn't I would never eat eat again. No, I would be more... To, I mean, what do you do? Ugh. Yeah. Be nice to your food workers, people, because maybe he was nicer to people who weren't dicks to him, and then people who were, he just <laughs> made it extra human-y for you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Gross. <laughs> you warned me. You're like, I know you don't feel good, and I just took it to a new level. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just something absolutely terrifying about... You could go anywhere. And yeah. Like, is, is this what they say it is? Ugh. Every every town has a food truck rally, and it's really making me second guess ever going to one again. <laughs> yeah, new fear unlocked, for sure. Yeah. Oh, God. Gross. So this continues, and Methany, you know, is freezing the bodies, churning them into pulled pork, and then selling them. Um, in 1996, Methany brought another woman to his trailer, because he was out of his special meat, quote unquote, Ew. is what is what he called it. Oh God. Um, this woman was named Rita Kemper, and she actually he lured her in the trailer, and she kind of figured out was going what was going on, and so she escaped from the trailer. Oh. And good. is like right running for her life, and apparently the entire property is surrounded by like ten foot fence. And so she she climbs on, like, this pallet that they have sitting around and starts climbing over this 10-foot fence and just oh books it. Oh, good for her, though. That would be... I know. Oh, my God. So scary. Yeah. I, snaps, snaps for Rita, for sure. And so Methany says, like, well, of course she's going to go tell the police. And so, of course, they're going to, you know, come to my door. So he just, like, kind of cleans up, like you know changes his clothes gets ready and then just goes and sits on his front porch and is just waiting for the police to come god the jig is up <laughs> yeah no and he and i think he was like fine with it like i think he was like okay you know it's fine i mean he was fine with it when he first got caught like it just <laughs> it just mm-hmm. he got lucky unfortunately ugh yeah um, and so he was arrested on December 15th in 1996. Um, when police pull him in for questioning, as far as they know, he's just in there. He's only guilty of that one woman, you know, so maybe, maybe attempted rape, maybe kidnapping. It's just yeah. that one woman. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Methany is like, oh, well, I've killed, you know, I killed five people under this bridge on this day. And I've had... I killed two sex workers um, in my trailer and then I started killing more and then I would sell their meat. Like he just starts confessing to all this crazy shit. Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, he confessed to uh, 10 murders in total. That was what he claimed to have done. And so what sucked is that he would be like, oh yeah, there's all these remains, you know, buried on my property. And so 
Are you okay? <laughs> Sorry, my husband just like snuck around the corner. Our hallway is dark, and he just like jumped out of nowhere and flipped me off. He's being an asshole. <laughs> Craig and Thea, are you bored? Um, See, so he would like tell them that he knew where the bodies were, and so they would take him out of jail, and he could just spend the whole day walking around. And he even admitted it. Like, I don't know why they keep taking me out there. Like, we're not <laughs> finding anything. Well, I'm not being helpful. Yeah, like. Mm hmm. Because they're all being in people's bellies. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Those poor people. <laughs> it kind it also really sucked because there was no proof that Methany was turning these into pulled pork and selling them. Their mm-hmm. proof is that he's saying, I did this. And there's really no proof of him killing anyone other than him saying, it was me. That is true, and he does like to get a little overzealous with his, you know, Vietnam stories and his dead mom stories. Yep. Mm. Um, and so <clears throat> there was no evidence, obviously, that uh, that he was tampering with food or abuse of a corpse. And because of that, most of the victims were never named um, mm. other than, you know, just those terrible titles of sex worker, addict, mm-hmm. homeless person, um, but there were some that were confirmed, and those were the women he ultimately was sent to jail for, the murders of. So um, the first one was a woman named Kimberly Spicer, who went missing in the fall of 1995. Um, <clears throat> Metheny took responsibility for luring her to his trailer, beating and then strangling her to death. Mm-hmm. Um and he claimed that he did use her remains. She was the first one that he sold. Ugh. Um, Methany also claims that a woman named Catherine Magaziner uh, was stabbed and strangled in his trailer before he dismembered her body. Um, huge trigger warning. This is disgusting. Just a big, just heads up. Um, <laughs> Methany also claimed to he found Catherine's skull about six months after he had killed her. Um, and he claimed that he had sex with it and then oh. buried, you know, buried it back with her body. Like he just admits to all this stuff and it's like, bro, gross. <laughs> or just like, don't talk as much. Like the cops yeah. literally have no proof. Like just st- stop. You could, you could give this victim a little bit of privacy in what you did like Mm -hmm. that entire story did not need to come out for that victim and that victim's family for you to just get your jollies off because you like shocking and grossing people out yeah I know I I think he just wanted the fame um you know he didn't really like it yeah and he would tell people, like, I enjoy killing. I enjoyed doing it. And if I got out of here, I'd do it again. Oh, God. Well, I mean, he proved that when he said he did the five murders. And then they were like, oh, a confession is an evidence. And then he mm-hmm. just went on to continue to murder people. Exactly. Um, and so Joe, Joe Metheny was found guilty of murder, kidnapping, and rape. And was sentenced um, to two life sentences without the possibility of parole snaps for them yeah. hell yeah <laughs> finally i know made a good choice yeah um <clears throat> and he died in prison on august 5th 2017 
Um, and, you know, he said he found Jesus and, you know, all that garbage. But um, he did die <clears throat> in 2017. Um, in his written confession, he said, The words, I'm sorry, will never come out, for they would be a lie. I am more than willing to give up my life for what I have done and have God judge me and send me to hell for eternity. Well, I mean, that's going to happen, so there right. you go. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding your wish. Yeah, it's working out that way. Cheese and rice. And, like, the worst part is, is he said his only regret was that he didn't kill the two people that he wanted to kill in the first place. Like, he, that was the only regret that he had. He was never able to kill his wife and her boyfriend. <laughs> I mean that woman when this story comes came out probably felt very lucky to just have dropped off the face of right the no kidding i'd be like dodged a bullet there jesus yeah, like and and i mean because all of that is just rumor mill stuff too so you know people around town were saying she was a sex worker and she was addicted to drugs and she lost her kid maybe none of that happened and she just went mm -hmm. into hiding like exactly maybe she had an idea of I mean obviously no one could imagine this but she had an idea of how fucked up this Joe was yeah also I'd like to point out because I've watched the third season of you and his name is Joe as well <laughs> see I, have, I haven't watched the new season yet it's pretty good I mean I would say first season is always the best and then second season you know was what it was but the third season <laughs> did a redemption arc <laughs> Okay, maybe by the next time we record, I will have watched the entire season. There you go. I watched it in like a week and a half, so, you know, I could be done. <laughs> I can for sure do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that... The, it, wow, that was yeah, the fastest. Yeah, that's it. I know. <laughs> it well, works when I feel sick and I'm like focused on the story and not tangents. <laughs> I was going to say, Amber doesn't feel super good. It's Sunday. I'm like, I have to go back to work tomorrow. You know. <laughs> second-guessing all of my life choices no. so yeah that, I mean that that was a quick one well <laughs> but. I mean and it was shocking just pure shocking like I'm not kidding I don't know if I'll ever be able to eat at a food truck and not think about this now like I'm gonna have to really survey the person because my guess would be that this <laughs> guy probably didn't like he was isolated lived by himself on like a you know work site or whatever like some of uh -huh. would be he probably didn't look like the most appealing person to buy food from oh i'll send you a picture of him okay he's terrifying oh here oh my god isn't that, he terrifying that oh my gosh he is a giant man with the yeah. one do you see the one with him sticking his tongue out yeah that's the one i sent you uh, yeah he's terrifying oh my god yeah that's we're talking rotten teeth. Yeah. Like, tattoos, not clean clothes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I would never buy food from this man. So that's, that's, there's the PSA. You can trust food trucks. <laughs> Just, like, they're clean. And maybe yeah. have a business card. And you don't travel to them. They travel to you. <laughs> exactly. All, all that advice seems very reasonable. Yeah. If a man looks like he smells weird and doesn't shower, don't buy don't buy food from them. That's there's a PSA for you. <laughs> Probably not oh. a good choice. <laughs> yeah, how was that, Leslie? That was a 
That was a intense one. Holy cow. Good job. Thank you. When I um, picked this, you know, it was originally supposed to release around the, uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to top my Skinwalkers story. <laughs> well, I think you did. <laughs> it's pretty like, gruesome, pretty disgusting. Yeah, this, yeah, this is one. Well, it's just horrible that like I'm I'm gonna get on a soapbox. So we were talking about how we got done early. <laughs> Not sake, um, <laughs> sake. Um, it's unfortunate that time and time again the world shows that women are disposable um in these positions you know being just a sex worker that's all that you're known for in a case like this you don't have a name you i mean i bet if you have a family in this area they assume if you went missing around this time that you were one of these people but there was never any mm-hmm closure or anything like that and then you have this disgusting man who is just bragging about what he did and you know it's kind of like slowly we're getting better but we're not there yet and it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what job someone has it doesn't matter what job someone doesn't have it doesn't matter if they have a roof over their head or they don't people are still people and it's really unfortunate that the homeless community and you know the sex working community are targeted because they are looked at as disposable and it's just unfortunate um because this is it's it's just it's an easy target and these people are just trying to do what they can to continue to survive and continue to be treated as human exactly and it's you know it's almost like in this case it was like well what did they expect of course something terrible could happen to them because they are you know homeless they are in the sex working profession it's just right i mean it's bullshit but that's a that's disgusting that because i know you know a lot of law law enforcement look at it that way too and i think that's disgusting because first and foremost we're people doesn't matter and you should have the right to not be murdered (laughs) and and if you are then you should have the right to be taken care of and police departments and fbi and any investigating teams should treat you like a person and try to figure that out like it's it's horrible and and then if you look at it a little deeper too like as a woman you know this is the kind of stuff that makes me not trust any man like exactly you you have your handful of loved ones that you you trust and that's great but i mean just the sheer even if he wasn't targeting women who were in sex work he could target women and this this still would have been easy for him to accomplish like you know we got to stop teaching our our kids to you know our girls to hold the keys between their fingers and worry and be aware of what's going to attack them and we need to start teaching you know our our bigger kids our boys or however you want to define that to not attack people and unfortunately there are people like this scumbag who had a he had a good life and there was not a lot to explain to really complain about other than not getting attention so he chose to do this and you can't control that but like these women should have been able to do their job and not had to lose their lives damn Boom. <laughs> period 
period. Sorry, I'm on a very like high kick right now. <laughs> um, no, I'm really it's mad true. About, I'm really mad about <laughs> some of the crap I do as a woman, <laughs> just because yeah. it's ingrained in me. I started doing this thing. Um, <laughs> it's gonna sound really stupid, but I don't. When I walk on a sidewalk, you know how you kind of like scooch out of the way if there's like a man coming and like, I don't know if you do that, but it's something I do. I do. I, mm -hmm. I move and it's not if it's man I know or whatever, and I'm not doing it to be a dick. I've just decided to stop moving. <laughs> like yeah. if you're going to, you know, take up most of the sidewalk and I have to move off the sidewalk or out of the way for you, like that's bullshit. So I just have started, it's like been the last like two weeks i just like walk <laughs> like a nor like a man i just walk like go. a man and then right. it throws men off because they're used to you know women kind of shying and it's a small small thing and i'm sure it's not even noticed but i'm kind of on a i bet kick. it's noticed by every woman yes i'm kind of on a kick where i'm like you know what we're equal so i'm not going to step off the sidewalk because you're walking in here like popeye with your arms out like you can scooch to the side as well so Yes, Amber, period. Yes. I'm on this movement for myself. <laughs> I'm, I am, teach me your ways. I'm living for it. I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would like vomit in my mouth, but yeah, I want to like, know. Yeah. I, it's just like fighting the urge to like scooch away. And, and also it's just something too where it's, I think it's like a defense mechanism. I don't want to be close to someone I don't know. Exactly. And I right. don't, be I don't want you to, to touch a me. Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's nothing against men or anything like that it's just like if it's a stranger and and unfortunately like if it is a man like my brain instantly goes to like protective mode you know mm -hmm. and that person could be very sweet and very nice but i just don't want to be in a spot where i'm around them you know and where i'm able to be touched or grabbed or anything like that but i'm trying to you know take it back and i'm i'm not getting off the sidewalk anymore so if you see me walking down the street move <laughs> move but not off the sidewalk because that would defeat the purpose just like let's both share the <laughs> the walkway share the space yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shared space in there yeah. i mean but it, it's also just the reality because of cases like this because of the thousands of cases that you hear mm -hmm. where men are killing women and like you said they're just disposable so y you can't be butthurt it's happened too many times and, you know, we're going to do what we have to do to protect mm -hmm. ourselves. And mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're going to do what we need to do to teach the next generation that this stuff isn't okay. And it's, I mean, and every generation gets better. I fully believe every generation learns something, learns how to look at something in more of an equal equality kind of way. You know, there are things that we're talking about now that were never talked about, you know, like, exactly. I feel like as we continue, things will just continue to get better. And people will be able to be themselves more, which I'm so excited for. But if I ever have kids and if I have a boy, like they're going to know all mm -hmm. of this stuff and they're going to be aware like that women are scared and they're taught to be scared. And that's not OK. Like everyone should be aware of their surroundings and aware of this stuff. It shouldn't just be focused on one one, you know, gender because they're smaller. So, Thank you for lady. coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> there's my lady soapbox. <laughs> I love, no, I love it. I'm, we had, I like, love what? the energy. Yeah, we had like five male listeners. They'll drop down to like maybe two. <laughs> I would hope that the men who are listening are like, 
Yes. <laughs> like, preach. I hope so, too. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, I watched Queer Eye, uh, Queer Eye all day, so I'm, like, channeling Jonathan this Okay, this I love that. I love Jonathan. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> See, we had very different days. You watched Queer Eye all day. I, I watched. I watched TikToks on what happened to Astroworld on Friday. Did you see that? Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's why I'm worked up, guys. I know I'm, like, taking the lady stance, and I, I will every time, but I'm really worked up with the Astroworld stuff. If you don't know what's going on, Travis Scott does this what is it like a festival yeah he did like a whole yeah a festival he did one in 2019 there wasn't or maybe there was an online one in 2020 and he did one again this year um I think right now what I read is 11 people um have been confirmed oh my gosh and there were over 300 people in the hospital while we're in the middle of a pandemic and we already don't have hospital beds so oh my gosh and it's all because I everyone has their feelings I think Travis Scott, the venue, the security, like whoever hired the security, like people who were in charge of this. And Travis Scott is one of those people because he paid all these people to do this. Mm-hmm. They're all at fault. I love the energy you're bringing to this. But holy <laughs> <I know>. shit. <laughs> it's overwhelming because I'm spitting all of this at you in 10 minutes and I watched probably like... <laughs> four hours. and a half hours yeah oh yeah like i i don't want to admit how much i looked into it but like four and a half hours of just people who were there just re- wow. reciting the trauma that they all experienced it's it's horrible man i definitely do not have the mental capacity to look into that tonight no. but i well, will I look in it i gave you the cliff notes you're good there you go okay, <laughs> perfect everybody else after we finish this go look into it there you yeah. go yeah but yeah, so I highly recommend that, and I highly recommend treating women as equals, and you know, making sure both people can walk on the sidewalk. Those are my soapbox talks today. So, Leslie, anything else? <laughs> I mean, I there's no way that I could follow that up. Um, <laughs> I concur with everything Amber said. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I held the tangent in because I didn't feel good, but apparently I'm starting to feel better. <laughs> there you go. I say we go from one really bad topic to the next, but yeah. hey, that's what you're here for, right? Yeah. So. yeah. And we're keeping you up to date on current events because this literally happened like Friday. Wow. <laughs> I guess, like a couple weeks from when the episode will launch. So. Yeah. From <laughs> when you, you are listening to this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. All right, friends. Well, well Leslie did a great job on the episode, and you can keep as much of my tangents in as you want. <laughs> oh, I'm going to keep them all in. They were, and it's prominent. I mean, that's like a true crime type thing. So it's a prominent yeah. part of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we all, you know, can be done with Travis Scott. And I mean, if you want to take it a step further, is baby mama's Kylie Jenner. So you know. Mm-hmm. And she was there with her daughter, so that's unfortunate. Wow. Her daughter's like four, and I'm sure it was the VIP area. I'm sure they were unaware of what was happening in the general admission area, but still, to have a four-year-old there when, I mean, I'm assuming her age, I don't really know how old she is, but right, a small human there when there's death is not good. So. And she's pregnant right now, too. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Wow. So scary gross <laughs> yeah so eat the rich <laughs> perfect <laughs> but not the like end the pulled pork oh, oh yeah don't be like that <laughs> hey yeah not don't be like joe metheny but you know no. eat the rich and all yeah. that good stuff <laughs> yeah block travis scott on your spotify you know 
call it good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Amber, do you have a clue for us? Yes, I do. It's uh, it's a quick one. Make a wish. Make a wish. Make a wish. Man, I I'm at a loss. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, it's it's gonna not be true crime. We're gonna take a break on my <gasps> end from true crime. I know, I know. I'm, I'm actually, so excited. Yeah, I'm going into the other side of what we said our podcast would be. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Leslie, for an amazing episode about a gruesome story. You did great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And we will see you guys next time. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. The Grim Mystics was written and produced by Amber Skrbic and Leslie Gregg. Cover art was done by Leah Taylor. The Grim Mystics theme song was written and produced by Bear and Abby Golden. You can find us on Instagram at The Grim Mystics. You can also follow The Grim Mystics on Facebook at The Grim Mystics.